0: You're listening to the Golden Heart Wedding Photography Podcast. We're your hosts, Lindsay and Michelle.
1: Our mission is to connect creatives, learn from one another, and grow together as a community. In today's episode, we chat with IEK and Michelle Duran Photography from Something Forever. Their unique style and way of capturing people has caught the eye of countless blogs, gained traction, which led them to booking many destination weddings, and makes anyone who sees their work swoon. Let's get right into it. Hi guys and welcome to our
0: podcast. You're listening to the Golden Heart Podcast and today we're interviewing the lovely Aya and And We're going to dive right in and get to know you guys a little bit better and let's start with you Aya. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and where you're from, how you got started on this journey of photography.
2: Hi guys, thank you so much for having us. Uh, This is so exciting. Um, Basically, uh, how I started was completely accidental in some ways. Um, We were in Bali and we had this travel camera that we always were carrying around with us. Um, We were staying in a lot of local areas and um, the culture was so beautiful to me. So I started taking photos of the people, the kids, the dogs, the nature, and um, just I kind of fell in love with capturing people I think that was the first thing for me um, to just capture, you know, the raw essence of people. And um, uh, when I got back to Cape Town, I started practicing on my friends <laughs> and kind of uh, understanding the light. I, uh, I remember my husband used to download a lot of YouTube videos for me and then I would get home and he would test me on it. What is ISO? What is F-Star? <laughs> So basically I kind of learned how to work with the camera, um, from YouTube and he would just like help me or push me to just understand it better. And then I understood the light by just completely practicing on random people <laughs> and my friends. And, um, yeah, I'm originally from Iran. Um, my family left Iran, uh, over 20 years ago My dad had an opportunity in Zimbabwe and we moved there. And by the time that I had to go to university, I went, I chose UCT because it was very close to Zim. And um, I studied property and followed by marketing and advertising at Red and Yellow. And unfortunately I couldn't work in either industry because of a visa and somehow at the end of all of this the photography happened to me and it kind of became um, a, a personal passion and journey and by that time I had met my husband and we got married so my visa was all good by the time I could work in any other industry
0: <laughs> I, I chose well, photography chose me in a way. I see you've done a bit of modeling and acting as well do you want to tell us a little bit about that journey was Where was that in the timeline and how did that get started?
2: So basically, um, it was never a big part of my journey and again, it was accidental. I never um, referred to myself as, as a model or anything in the industry in that sense. But when I was at UCT, I was approached to cast in a TV commercial that was for Middle East. They were looking for a Middle Eastern mom. And, um, I did a casting, um, uh, which introduced me to the industry. Then they asked me to sign up and uh they ended up sending me for so many Middle Eastern jobs, which I booked a few. It was like a very good income at the time. And it kind of like, um, gave me a boost in confidence because I couldn't really speak English at the time. And also I was always, I guess I was always interested in the, um, in the industry in a sense, like. Uh, it always intrigued me to be on set and seeing cameras and lighting. And I guess a bit of understanding light and directing comes from those very few experiences. Um, So I'm very grateful for that because I've made a lot of uh, friends and even brides in the industry by just like being at these castings and meeting new people. So I think in that aspect, they, they have become a big part of my journey.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. And Misha, tell us about your journey and how you started photography and you're just about you. So it's kind of similar but not similar. Um,
3: Photography found me when I was three years old. I got a Barbie camera for Christmas and started taking photos literally from that day going forward, like every single day. Every like family event, every friend, bride, whatever, like I was always the girl with the camera um, I was also like really fortunate enough to be surrounded by a lot of photographers as I grew up, really incredible people, a lot of people in the fashion industry, a lot of people in um, the car industry and stuff. And also the same thing um, was asked to be a little model in the, at that age. And I just like found it so fascinating and so interesting, like how you could create such amazing images and memories with a camera. Um, And I just love documenting people and the joy that they had in events, you know, and looking back at that. Um, And then before it actually became official, um, I studied law, because I just decided photography was not for me, even though (laughs) I did it every single day. Um, And did it for a year, didn't enjoy it, and then was deciding like, what do I want to do? Do I want to go into business? Do I want to do something more creative? My whole family was just like, why are you even like, asking yourself this question, go study photography. It's what you love. It's your passion, like just do it. And if it doesn't work out, do something else. So it was just really nice to have that support system um, from my family, from the get go. So I decided that I was going to move to Cape Town because I'm originally from Pretoria and Started studying photography, really loved it, learned so much, met incredible people through doing like promotions, um, joined an agency that helped me with like, I started with events and a little bit of fashion. The goal was to be a fashion photographer, but that slowly and quickly died when I realized there wasn't much money. <laughs> and... Um, Then yeah, so I started with events, shot festivals, shot um, in clubs, shot lots of like different amazing brands and just got like a general idea of what type of photography I really enjoyed and what I didn't. And people stood out to me the most. Um, And I was also like during my time as a, like still doing promos when I was about 18, I decided to travel to India it was like part of a job. And I took my camera with me and I just went walking around Mumbai, and New Delhi, and just captured all these people Like had amazing conversations with them, started documenting them, asking permission because, you know, they're very sensitive about it. And it was just an incredible experience. And I just decided from there, like, you know, people is what I want to document. I just want to document emotion. And like, I just found... The easiest way to do that and the safest way to do that was through weddings because obviously as amazing as traveling to third world countries as a female, it's quite dangerous. And to be honest, I think my the fact that I was a little bit naive helped me shoot in India. But as you get older, you realize maybe it's not the best idea. You shouldn't be walking around by yourself with a camera. And weddings just was like a safe space for me and I really enjoyed it and it was a place where you could capture true raw emotions without it being staged, even though obviously in some aspects it is, but it's just, yeah, I, I'm in love with it. Like being able to capture somebody and or somebody's love and then showing them and getting that response and that reaction and feedback from them is like the most incredible feeling that you could ever have.
1: That is so awesome. And I find it so cool that you guys have such a very similar story that you both traveled and kind of found your, found your love for photographing people in another country. And yeah, I think also your styles are so similar. So why don't you guys tell us just how you guys met and then how you started working together?
2: We both have a similar story again, different aspect of it. Firstly, the connection was amazing, but I just want to say something about her India photos. I didn't know Misha, I found her Instagram and it was just her India photos because it looks like national geographic. It is so unbelievably beautiful. And, um, when I saw this, I was like, who's this girl? And I started following her and I knew how she looked like. Then I spotted her in a market and I was like, are you Misha Duran? You know? And, um, (laughs) and at the time I, I kind of like, also like weddings kind of happened to me. I went to a friend's wedding. She didn't have a photographer. I took a few photos and, kind of um started booking small weddings. Then I asked Misha, Do you want to shoot together? And she's like, Yeah, let's do it. Then the rest of the story goes to Misha.
3: So basically same with aya Like i um I really fell in love with Aya's work through Instagram. That's how I found her. And of all the photographers, I just love how unique she was and how like her style like she was she did everything against the grain like while well, everyone was posting like pose, light photos, she was doing dark and moody and I was just like so amazed how like she wasn't afraid to take a, you know, take a step in a different direction because I find like in our industry, we do start like obviously we always are going to be inspired by each other, but it's just nice to also be unique and it is quite challenging because it doesn't always work in your favor and I just found it so like admirable of IA to like not care what people thought, did what she wanted to do Maybe some people loved it, maybe some people didn't. So that's how it started, and then the marketing. And then um, she asked me to second shoot for her at a wedding in Klet. So we did a little road trip for seven hours and couldn't stop talking the whole way. And our connection was just amazing. And it was just, like, so incredible to have met somebody for the first time and, like, have this incredible connection. You don't find it all the time. And felt like I had known her my whole entire life. And then when we actually shot the wedding, we never spoke to each other. We literally, she did her thing. I did my thing. Like, but we were like, I don't know, just we knew what we needed to do. Like there wasn't, like we didn't need to communicate. And then when we were looking at our cards after the wedding, we actually had no idea whose card was whose. Like we got the exact same photos in different times. So like if I was in the one room, da, 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 she comes into the next room. Literally the same identical photos. It was just like, when in your life have you seen that? I haven't. And I like shot with a few people.
2: So I got very excited and I was like, Misha, should we we imagine if we become... Because I wasn't... I didn't have any experience in weddings. Misha had a lot of experience in weddings. So basically, like, I learned everything from her because, you know, like... I had no idea what to do, basically. And um, and I said to her, do you think we can be a team, you know? And she's like, let's not push it. If it happens organically, it's going to happen. The next wedding,
0: we were a team.
3: One more wedding and we were inseparable ever since.
0: That's amazing. And so what is the what does it look like day to day and how do you guys go about running your business together? Because I think... Um, we see a lot of husband and wife duos, um, we, obviously that, that makes a little bit, makes things a little bit easier. But how does it work um, with the two of you running your business together? How do you do day-to-day things?
3: I mean, a lot of people already know we are do, do a duo team, which helps a lot, but there are still quite a few people that don't. So usually what happens is if I get an inquiry or I get an inquiry, whoever gets a kind of whole go with it. Um, we have a, a Google, show calendar, um, where we like put in all the information like if we have an inquiry, what the dates is just to make sure obviously we don't get double bookings or create confusion or saying like, if I've already spoken to client A, then I, and I might get an email from client A as well. Then she knows, okay, Misha's already been in contact. She'll carry on with the booking. Um, and then as soon as there is an inquiry we'll phone each other speak about the inquiry um because one thing that's super important to us is connecting with our clients so we'll try and like have a zoom meeting or coffee um just to see like you know is there chemistry between us because obviously when it comes to weddings you spend the whole day with your your clients and if they're not comfortable with you it's never going to work um so it's quite important to us i think also just We're in constant communication, like literally (laughs) about everything, Um, who's phoning us or communicating, like, you know, just to keep things in check, I guess.
1: That's very cool. And I wanted to ask, um, just kind of like, do you guys still do weddings separately or is it just both of you show up on the wedding day or yeah, do you guys have separate weddings sometimes?
2: Um, we mainly stick together, but there has been small, like few small occasions where the wedding was super small and very intimate. And obviously the client's budget was much smaller where we accommodated them because of the hours or the number of guests, like it wasn't necessary for both of us to be there. Um, but as, as like, we have an umbrella, which is something forever, which we are both co-owners and we build it together. So we want to stay under that umbrella, um together and obviously run it in a way that even if we need to separate on certain occasions it's still i and Misha co-founders of something forever under the same umbrella so we will always like continue the same theme and same editing style even if we um you know do individual small jobs
1: yeah that's very cool and um how do you guys like manage the editing part of it like who edits the weddings do you guys both edit it um yeah
2: Uh, so what we do is when we shoot the wedding, we each select our own card, um, which is important because you see it from a different perspective, whether this at the end of the day, like we do have very, very similar vision and we sit together, we put the photos together, obviously the amount that we want to give to the client, according to the packages, And, um, then obviously every wedding, every lighting is different. So we sit and we start the process of building, uh, the right presets for that specific wedding together. And once that's finalized, um, one of us, we each take turn to sit down and edit everything, uh, in a sound way, because it's difficult if two people edit it. Um, it takes a lot of tweaking and, we found it in the beginning. We were obviously like each taking part, but it's much easier once everything is finalized in different areas and we're both happy with it. One of us will edit the full collection and the next person will take the next wedding.
3: And then usually when, when before we like send over the collection, then what happens is one of us will export it onto Pixie Set and share the link. And if someone else, um, you know like maybe it's too saturated or one of it like one of the photos are blown out a bit or need some tweaking then we'll just like take it off retweak it upload it and it will only be sent to the client once it's got both of our stamp of approval
1: yeah that's very cool um yeah and then one other question that i had for you guys um about working together is on the wedding day and i think michelle you kind of touched on this but is You guys are both the first shooter. One of you isn't the second shooter. Explain to us on a wedding day, how do you guys handle um, just directing the couples in terms of who does what?
3: So I think that's what makes our collection so strong is the fact that we both know what our strengths and weaknesses are. Um, with regards to directing couples during couple shoots, we usually take turns. So like in the beginning, we'll give them some like ideas of what we'd like from them and then basically let it happen organically unless we see like maybe they're a little bit awkward and need a little bit more direction and we just kind of like go with the flow see what's necessary I don't think it's like one takes more lead than the other it's just we both chip in when we feel that it's unique we need to
2: I think it's because also we've always arrived together and uh, in the past three years we've built these clientele together in in a way or other people also know that we are like a team. And when we, when we arrive, you know, like we are always greeted together, you know, in a similar way. And, um and they're all friends of friends, you know, that's, I think our point of contact has always been referrals more than anything. So it's nice to go to a wedding and know everyone, basically. <laughs> it's been mostly like that,
0: yeah. And I, I love what you said. I think you guys balance each other out so well. Um, I know even for myself, like having someone, for, for me it's my husband, but always getting someone to look over my work before I deliver something, is it's vital just to have a fresh set of eyes to look at. I mean, most of the time we've been looking at the same images over and over, so to have... To have someone to just look at it with fresh eyes is really it's it's key. Um, but I, I wanted to. We spoke a little bit about um, about your histories and about your your stories that led you to to photography. And I think it's really interesting how you both have a background in fashion photography or an interest in fashion documentary, and then you both also have a bit of a, a stint in modeling as well. Um, And I can see that in your work. I can see in the way that you, you direct and the way that you guys look at the light. It's got a very, um, it's got a fashion feel to it, which is so cool. I think on that, you guys managed to capture women in such beautiful ways. And I think, um, yeah, you really just get the best out of your, your clients. Do you want to tell us a little bit about how you go about directing without giving away too many of your secrets? But, Maybe some tips that you have for photographers to to really help them get the best out of their clients.
2: To be honest, um, because of this documentary way and us just capturing people when they were so unaware, um, it kind of happened very naturally. It wasn't like a strategy that we were following. Um, I just know from myself, like um, when I think about being in front of a camera, the photos that are taken of me that I wasn't aware of I love myself more because that's the most natural person that I am. So I think even, even in couple shoots, you know, while we directing them in the beginning and saying like, just be together, you know, um, connect with each other and all of that, we select like all the in-betweens and, you know, um, what feels more natural or they can look at the photo and feel that they weren't aware of that moment whether it's in the couple shoot or the whole wedding, we try to just sometimes like we literally don't blink and our eyes are watering because, you know, we don't want to miss a moment. And all these, there's moments happening everywhere. So, um, yeah, I think being a little bit in the fashion industry, not that we were in the fashion industry, but like, you know, having experiences, even few experiences like that, um, helped us to understand what, how women feel flattered, you know, what kind of angles or, you know, how I would feel flattered. I always assume that and um, try and utilize that in, in the photos that we take because we want to just make sure that they feel so beautiful on the day.
0: And Definitely. You know, I mean, I can speak from experience. And um, for those of you that don't know, not many people do, but I added some photos of myself, when I was pregnant, it was actually a funny story. On the day I was about to give birth, I we had I was in labour. You were in we, labour. Um, <laughs> we had just yes. we, I gave birth in the middle of lockdown, and I had been chatting to Aya about doing a maternity shoot. And my my baby decided to come a month early, so I phoned Aya on the day and I said, "Hey, any chance you can come take some photos quick while I'm still pregnant?" But she managed to make me feel so beautiful even in my m- moments where I felt like a a whale <laughs> just a swallowing pregnant woman.
2: Honestly, it was so beautiful to I like, I've never captured a woman in uh, in labor and and I love, you know, for that for the same reason I love doing maternity shoot because I love capturing women in their most powerful you know, time and essence. And I think for both me and Misha, like weddings are, very, wedding is a powerful day. Everyone is there to celebrate you.
0: Yeah. And I think that's reflected. That's reflected in your imagery. I, like I was trying to find the right words, but uh, it's like these pictures of these women aren't just beautiful. They're pow- like, they're empowering. And I think, um, I think that's amazing. And it's such a, a, a tell of your, yeah, your backgrounds, like hearing your story just makes so much sense why, you know, why the photos look like they do. It's it's incredible you guys are. Yeah, you're, you're nailing
1: it. Wow. I think anyone who looks at your photos will feel all that emotion that you guys put out there and I definitely think it is so attractive and I, I can see why so many people want you guys to shoot their weddings because they also want to feel the way Thank you. the photos look. So I think that's awesome about you guys. and. No, it's just a pleasure, and it's the truth. And um, One thing that I also wanted to touch on is that you guys have really been able to um, get into the international market, and I think it's also a very big reason for that is your style and the way you are able to capture people. So maybe just tell us how you guys managed to um, yeah, get into the international market and sustain it. So we were very, very lucky. Um, we had a bride
3: her dress was an international designer um, named Berta. And I feel like all the photographers know Berta very, very well and know that it's like one of the dreamiest dresses to shoot. Um, and it was just an incredible wedding set up. It was, we had the most beautiful bride and a beautiful groom, and we were just like super lucky to be able to have that um, wedding go viral. Um, we had a lot of international blogs reposted. We actually had Berta reposted. And like, through that, we um, got into the international market. So it was definitely a lucky break in the industry. that always say you have that moment. And I think that was definitely one for us. Um, and through that, we got quite a lot of inquiries. Um, and then we're fortunate enough to be able to travel to Europe and shoot some really amazing weddings.
2: Yeah. And and that to say, it's funny because I think that wedding was our second or third wedding together. And when I asked Misha one day, like, you know, what is your dream? What do you want to do? And she said to me, I want to, I want to travel to Europe. Um, and I mean, this is like such a far fetched dream and you start together. And I mean, I, I was a complete beginner in a sense of like getting into the wedding industry and, um, literally within a week we had so many inquiries and we took it as a leap of faith in the sense of adventure. It was never, you know, it was just purely adventure. So, um, we were very lucky.
0: Lucky, but also, I mean, you guys put in a lot of work in promoting that wedding. Like I think you're both very active on Instagram and, you know, you're strategic about the way in which you, You promote and the way you reach out to people Um, and we're going to touch on that in a second but I wanted to first just swivel back to the the traveling and I think uh, a big obstacle as South African photographers especially with shooting international weddings is that we're on the other side of the country and so flights and travel and all of those costs for um, European or American or any you know international brides it's expensive and so Talk to us. Do you guys build that into your? Do you build the travel costs into your your package, or how do you how do you stay competitive with, um, say for example local um, photographers from the from Europe, or, um, how do you kind of set yourself apart in that sense? Do you try and book a lot of weddings to make it worthwhile, or yeah, talk us through that a bit.
3: So when I and I got our first inquiry for our European wedding. We approached a few European photographers to ask them what their rates were, just to kind of get an idea of what everything costs. And we were very fortunate enough to be able to have good relationships with photographers overseas to know like what the going rate was and to be in the same line as them. At the same time, our first trip wasn't really for making money. It was more about the adventure, getting to see... A whole bunch of different countries together and just exploring in saying that we were very fortunate enough and so lucky to have booked quite a few um in a very short space of time so we would be like in one country for a week and then fly to the next country and be in that country for another week so it was quite cool that we were able to plan our whole um, itinerary based on that which obviously made it more cost effective And also for our first trip, we did pay for our own international flight because we normally do go on an annual European holiday anyway. So we thought, you know, why not? We'll just like pay for the the fees to get there. And then when it came to the internal costs, then the client would pay. So the client would pay for our normal packages, whatever one they decide to go with, and then as well as our accommodation and our internal flights and our transfers to and from accommodation and airport, et cetera. So basically pretty much the same as what how it would work when you book us in South Africa, but obviously just a little bit more in the price range because obviously everything in Europe is a bit more expensive. And that's also to try and be on par with what all the other European photographers are charging or were charging at that time.
2: So basically it's like when we do Joburg weddings, you know, like you get there the day before the, the, your accommodation is covered for the day before and the day of the wedding.
0: I suppose it it makes sense if you, if you've got, you know, a couple of weddings booked. Um, I know for myself, when I've gone over to shoot one wedding, it's actually from a, it's amazing for experience and for travel, but from a financial point of view, it's more beneficial to do like five or to do one in South Africa because you're obviously spending money on travel. But I guess that comes down to, to season of life and to experience. um, Yeah.
2: I think for me and Misha, we, because we wanted to do this as an adventure, like we really didn't um, utilize on, um, like looking at the finances so much in the first year and we did incur a lot of costs that, um, you know, that could have been prevented or we just didn't know how to get around, you know, they're like getting married in Italy. Like, yes, we're in. And then we figured out there's three flights and two ferries and three taxi rides and (laughs) so like, which we all incurred, but like, it was so worth the experience and we were so lucky to have each other, to, to do this together, because I can't imagine doing something like this alone and the adventure to be with a friend. Cause more than business partners, obviously we, um, build this beautiful friendship and sisterhood that, um, makes all the other experiences so much more valuable for us.
0: And it, it comes down to that. Uh, something we've spoken about previously is, um, kind of the hustle of being a photographer and sometimes you need to shoot for free or sometimes you need to do it at minimal cost if you're trying to build something. And I think it's finding the balance of when to, you know, when to know your worth and up your prices, but also when you're excited and you're trying to build something, when to just do it. And and to have a support, you know, like that's,
2: again, another thing for us is um, we both first shooters and um, we work together to have the support of each other it's honestly something unbeatable i i mean we we share everything we even share the stress we share you know income and stress and a lot of things so it's it's pretty like amazing and satisfying to be honest we we feel very lucky to be in this journey together
1: yeah I think it's very rare to find someone who is so in tune with who you are and who you can get along so well so I think it's something very special that you guys have um so yeah you guys spoke about how COVID kind of uh, made your travel plans not so great so do you guys want to just tell us about that and how you guys handled postponements and your just international postponements
3: so with regards to international postponement it has been quite a sad process for us because obviously we've spent two years building relationships with clients and it's been so devastating to not be a part of their days Mm. um but we've also been so lucky to have because we've got these amazing connections with our clients like standing and really supportive with us um we've also been so fortunate to be able to postpone most of our weddings um We've managed, it like, we, again, it's about communication and having a good connection. Where clients have um, just been open and honest with us and we've been open and honest with them and we've been able to accommodate quite a lot of people in a lot of ways, which obviously just makes our yeah.
2: life
1: much easier.
2: They kind of accommodated us more, you know, in because obviously um, there's nothing we can do, but... They were so kind to give us some date options and work around our schedule to be able to um, have us capturing them next year, hopefully. Of
0: Same thing everyone, please get <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, you guys spoke earlier about how you'd meet up with clients and see if it's a good fit. Have you ever walked away from a meeting saying, that's maybe not a good fit for us. Also, I read on your bio that you asked for complete creative freedom. I think that's every photographer's dream, right? Um, how has your guys process been with that? Have you ever had an opposition to that? Or
2: I think the honesty part is the main part. You know, when you meet with them, it's also for them to know if they are in sync with us and how we work. And maybe we are a little bit less traditional than other wedding photographers. So we are very transparent with what we, what, how we shoot, what we don't shoot, because obviously clients don't have all the ideas and they think wedding photography is wedding photography. So the reason for that meeting is to be completely transparent and give them a chance to also choose us with all their hearts and make sure that they can give us the trust to create magic, yeah.
1: Yeah I think that's really really good and I also wanted to ask you guys about your clients specifically like if you do an international wedding are most of those clients from the country that they're getting married in or is it more of like a destination wedding where everyone um, everyone coming to the wedding is traveling for the wedding? I think it's definitely a mix Um, we do have a
3: lot of destination weddings so a lot of our clients Are from America, Canada, and the UK, and then they usually get married in like Greece or
2: Italy. I think in Europe because it's so, it's like basically cheaper than other places. Most of our clients were um, UK, uh, Australian, you know, so it's easier for them to travel to these kind of places.
0: Do you find that with your weddings in South Africa as well? Are most of your clients internationals, or do you have quite a bit of a local? as well
2: yeah i think because uh it's mostly word of mouth so um we've had a few international bookings well they are south african live internationally
1: oh that's very interesting and i've also noticed that you guys don't have a website or i think the last time that i checked you guys didn't so why don't you guys walk us through like just how you use instagram as your main platform because i think that is such a rare thing
3: I and I were discussing, like, you know, that's what you do. You have a website. And then we're just like, to be honest, why? Why spend all the money? I mm. didn't get a lot of inquiries from having a website. I didn't see the value in it. I just thought, like if I was gonna if I was gonna spend money, I'd rather maybe spend it on advertising on Instagram. And mm. so we just decided, you know, we didn't really need it, it wasn't necessary. Obviously, our clients don't always get to see full collections because it's the highlight of a wedding day. So usually if they do want to see a collection then we'll send them a pixie set link of a full collection just to give them an idea of how mm-hmm. we shoot from the end to end.
2: We felt that Instagram at the time and still is one of the biggest like social platforms and also it's very visually driven. I mean, uh, photography is visually driven. The work that we do at the moment, not because Instagram is moving towards videography and blocking our viewers. But um, but yeah, at the time it felt like, you know, it was more of a personal touch with a person that gets in touch with us because there was like a bits and pieces of ourself on our Instagram. We could see who they are and what they stand for and kind of like gauge a bit more of a client than just the email or a website
1: i think like maybe one thing that i would want to ask is just more about how you use instagram to advertise like what are your steps like let's say you've now shot a wedding what would you do and how would you choose the posts that you're going to make and just kind of how to reach people on instagram
2: i actually never thought about it to be honest like i said me and misha we even with our uh, like shooting approach, it's, it's, everything just happens organically for us. That's why we feel quite blessed, um, with our clients. You know, we've had such great clients, beautiful weddings, like even the process of like us posting it's sometimes we, we don't post for a whole week and be like, Oh my God, you know, we have to post something. And, um, the only thing I think about is that when you post, it has to kind of triggered some sort of emotion towards a viewer. So we started posting a little bit more in like a uh, story format so people can feel the wedding a little bit more. And, um, in that sense, it's been always like that, but I personally haven't had any strategy towards it, but I, I do remember us, uh, like getting more connections before because of the algorithms of Instagram. Now, even though we have a lot more followers, um, the attraction is the photos are getting is not necessarily as much as it should be. So that has also been a struggle for us. Yeah. And I think, um, because obviously it's two of us, maybe the reach is a little bit more, um, of the same wedding and also, um, you know, like our clients would post. That's why I honestly feel that 70% of Uh, of our inquiries are word of mouth. It's always been someone that knew someone, I guess it's like that for all of us. Um, So yeah, we just basically try and try, try be consistent, which is not what we are really doing. We should be posting more, but again, we haven't had a lot of weddings and a lot of new content. So hopefully this season.
0: Awesome guys. And um, so that brings us to our next segment. And um, for those of you that have listened to previous previous podcasts, you'll know we have a, a really cheesy dad tagline called Expandogram. Um, and what that is, is we have a look at um, a photo from each person's Instagram, and we like to dive in and explore a bit of the behind the scenes, just hear a bit about the story behind that image. Um, so I do you want to kick us off with your photo and tell us a little bit behind the scenes. So basically
2: um, this was lovely client Gabriela. Um, they actually were meant to get married in Cape town and um, unfortunately their wedding venue burned down. And uh, it after postponing two, three times they decided we just going to go to Mozambique, like very last minute decision uh, with like 18 of their best friends. And basically not, uh, any planning involved. So, um, because obviously flights were a bit expensive. Um, they managed, they, they, and they only had 18 guests I jumped on and, um, Clark was actually doing that wedding. And obviously because they walked the journey with them, they, they were like, just, you know, it would be nice to have them as part of the special day. So basically that photo, is Clark pulling all the tables and chairs from the place they were staying at. Um, they had no flowers. They basically had no decor or any budget for decor. That was basically candles and, and, uh, linens and, um, b- bits and pieces of the trees on top of the table, which, uh, I decided to share on that photo because, uh, for us, for me and Misha, we love simplicity. Less is more for us. And um, even her dress, she did her hair and makeup herself. So it's like the perfect uh, image to uh, maybe promote um simplicity for brides and not to put so much stress on themselves in that sense and if you go simple it's timeless so that's the behind the scene for gabby to see her um her decor for the first time she had no idea that they took these chairs and tables and put it there and she was wearing a Bo and luca dress which is a very simple dress but very beautiful on her um, I think she was barefoot, and um, yeah, it was
0: a beautiful sunset, and that was the scene. Okay, and Misha, do you want to chat to us about your image, and um, it's beautiful as well. Talk to us about the behind the scenes.
3: So the reason I actually um, chose that image was because wow. this image was a very hilarious moment. Yeah. It was just like typical That's I and everything documentary, sometimes don't read the timeline. <laughs> sometimes things happen and we're like, what the frick is going on? And this was one of those moments where we like preparing to Away so we can get the perfect confetti shot and next thing I know explosions are going off. I turn around and people, <laughs> people everywhere and the couple is kissing and I'm like, What is happening? I'm yeah, literally shooting, trying to capture the moment. And if you're a photographer, you know when confetti is flying, your camera is not focusing. And it was just yeah. <laughs> a bit uh, like I was wrong position there were people in front of me and I was just like oh my I'm, we're gonna get into trouble we're not gonna get the shot and then we got the shot and like
2: slowly. Misha always gets the shots so don't worry <laughs> about <laughs> it <too>. <laughs> 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 but, so it was amazing.
3: just like yeah. um, it was just more like a very funny mo- like
2: unplanned confetti unplanned. moment we both really didn't know
3: a lot of people don't realise the amazing shots that we do get are a lot of the time, accidental. Um, <laughs> it's all about paying attention, having your eyes on everyone and everything, and like just not missing the moments. Wow.
0: But you say accidental, but there's obviously so much that goes into being ready for accidents and for you to like knowing your camera back to front, knowing what light works well. And I
3: think that is where I'm really, for me personally, like where I'm really blessed. Like I've been in the photography industry for 10 years. So I like back to front. It takes me seconds to change. It my takes settings. her seconds. <laughs> <And literally>, I'll <laughs> literally. change my settings about 20 times. And I was like, how do you do that? I think that's why it's so important for photographers, you know, Constantly shoot, practice shooting, shoot your friends, shoot
2: your family. Yeah, and I think because we, like I said, we're untraditional about like the key moments, you know, we literally don't blink sometimes to just, we because we're in love with people's real moments, you know, whether whether it's the bride and groom or even the guests, you know, if a granny is having a moment or it's just, it fools our hearts. Yeah, because yeah, the
3: wedding day is also about everyone. It's like, as much as it is about the bride and the groom, and obviously they want to see beautiful photos of themselves. At the end of the day, they've invited their whole family, all their closest friends. They don't want to be the center of attention the whole time. They want those special granny and mom, wanting to have an all-round view of the day.
0: Totally. So how out of interest, how long roughly do you guys spend on couple shoots um, on a wedding day? Or is it kind of different for each wedding?
3: I would say um, that it's different for each wedding, but mm. we we try not to be. We try not to take long. We try not to spend more than twenty to thirty minutes, just because we mm. find that that's all you need. And yeah. again, like it's so important for us to have the couple with their guests, because for us those are the important moments. The yeah. couple mm. We love it
2: so much and we have a lot of fun doing it. But I mean, also, we it's very important for us to not take the couple very far from where everyone else is. So there's normally two, three minutes of walk maximum to a location where we can shoot. And the rest of the photos will be them amongst their guests because, to be honest, that's the only time people can spend with their guests is during canopy.
0: Yeah, that's so important. I, I've actually started when clients don't have wedding planners and they're doing their own timeline. I specifically schedule in like 20 to 30 minutes for them to have a drink and have a cocktail because mm-hmm. it's like, otherwise you feel like you're just bombarded by photos and it makes them a bit sour towards having photos done, you know?
2: Cause they just go from station to station, you know, like ceremony, couples, your family shoot, and then they will sit at a table the evening for speech. So uh, we also always advise, um, our wedding planners, if we can stretch that kind of time a little bit more so they can feel that their day was, you know, with their spend with their friends and family in the daytime as well.
0: Um, Mish, Michelle, do you want to talk us through your image for Expandogram?
1: Yeah, let me go for it. So basically these are really good friends of ours and Michelle actually did a couple shoot with them. So it's pretty cool. Um, but, um, yeah, we met them last year and we just formed such a really awesome relationship with them. And they were supposed to get married in January, but then obviously because of COVID, they had to postpone it. And then they also just moved to Malta, so they had to get married legally. So they still got married legally in January, but then didn't have the whole celebration. And then I think basically like two weeks before like the actual now wedding, they didn't have a date. And, yeah, they just messaged us and said, hey we're going to go get married, like, are you guys going to come, and, um, yeah, because obviously we're now their photographers and videographers, and, um, yeah, so, like, we were, like, oh, obviously we're coming, we're going to go do the wedding, it was awesome, and then uh, the venue was Emily Moon, and it's very close to a nature reserve, um, Robert, it's beautiful i mean so beautiful and then yeah and then they just told us no can we like get dressed the next day again and then have their couple shoot there because we also exactly like you guys said now we don't want to take them too far on the actual wedding um yeah, so then we just drove to the Robert the next day and did their couple shoot there. And I mean the light was so beautiful. The sun wasn't really shining. It was kind of more like blue hour the whole time and it was just so incredibly beautiful. And then afterwards we went to the beach and they actually ran into the water with their wedding clothes and just kind of had a bunch of fun. So yeah, it was just really an awesome adventure. I really
0: hope I've uh, I've seen it once or twice as well. And funny enough, my image is also to do with not on the day but I kind of I'm loving this like it's like next day photos or um, I see it a lot with international wedding photographers especially when they're in a destination just to make the most out of um I just my worry is always like how do you persuade a bride to get hair and makeup done and everything twice <laughs> but I guess if they suggest it that's amazing
2: We've only had one one occasion where we did we we did the couple shoot on the day, but the next day, and the bride did her hair and makeup herself. Um, but it is a good idea. Um, we always try, even if we suggest it, we always try and do like even ten minutes on the day because the magic of the day in their faces is like so bright and beautiful.
0: So this wedding, it was. I've never had a wedding where it's rained so much that I couldn't do a proper. Um, couple shoot but this wedding it, it was in it was actually in december it was a while ago but it wasn't predicted rain and it was at pack bush so all outside um grass floor or like grass and no no undercover anything besides tents um and it was completely planned as a summer wedding so they had summer food and it was, should have been a summery day um But I think on the day, the bride and groom were so stressed about having photos done in the rain. Her hair had gotten a bit wet. Her dress was muddy. And she was, when I suggested that we could do a photo shoot on a separate day if they wanted, she just burst out crying and she said, thank you so much. That would be so amazing. So this was actually taken a week after, or when they came back from honeymoon, and um, the makeup artist was also incredible, and she had said that she would be more than happy to redo her hair and makeup for free. Um, so yeah, so we did this again, and yeah, we had a great time um, just in Cape Town somewhere local. But we managed to get like five minutes on the day as well. Like the rain cleared up, or it was a light drizzle for like five minutes only, um, and so we did we did some photos then as well, and it was awesome. Um, the reason I wanted to share this was. I my suggestion for doing it on another day was as much for me but it was also for the couple like and I think it's being able to read your read your clients and how can I best serve them how can I be um, a help in this difficult situation rather than pushing my own agenda or trying to get my own thing
1: our last little segment that we also have recurring every single episode is we just ask you guys what is one thing that you wish you knew when you started out photography so yeah i don't know who wants to go first but just kind of what you wish you knew
2: to be honest i feel quite blessed that i didn't know much when i started this is the honest opinion. And I was so blessed and lucky to find someone like Misha who had all the experience and the knowledge and expertise to teach me, but as a partner, not as a, like I wasn't her second shooter and she wasn't my second shooter. So we uh, treated each other equally and we kind of like took from each other all the strengths that we could offer each other. So for me as a new person in the industry with a fresh eye, I, I felt that I didn't fall into the routine of wedding photography or wanting to be a wedding photographer and following that, um, traditional way. And somehow like I managed to nurture my, uh, personal raw eye in the beginning and, um, learn all the technical sides and all the other amazing inspirational side from Misha. So I think, um, for for me that was that, that was a very lucky thing, so that's that's what I would say for me
3: yeah. <laughs> to be honest, it's more like I knew less and surrounded by so many photographers for such a long time. I feel like sometimes knowing too much can prevent you from like being more creative or seeing amazing shots. It's like the one thing that I find so like amazing about Aie is that she doesn't have the technical background of it um so she doesn't like follow the rules of photography she just captures things that the way she sees it or how she wants to capture it captured. and sometimes i wish i wasn't so like stuck in the in the rules I'll be and shoot the way that i wanted to shoot mm-hmm.
2: i think if i can say one thing that that is quite magical
0: is to follow the light yeah i mean you guys are great at that you, you- you know, you're seeing what the light's doing. And, and I think, yeah, so maybe it's also, like you said, when you when you did start, because you, you did have a base of, of knowledge. And I think, you like you said, you watched a whole lot of YouTube videos and you studied the light. Um, and I think that that's critical is like understanding, understanding light to be able to work with it.
2: Yeah, I think I was very lucky when I was shooting my friends or uh, objects in different lights. I just could understand the light a little bit more. And um, I think that's a big part of the magic of the day.
1: I think it's so beautiful how when we ask you guys each about yourself that you just told us about the other one. So... Are you speaking about Michelle and Michelle, you speaking about Aye. Yeah, I think it's just a really a testimony of your relationship together and what makes you such an incredible team. So yeah, we just want to say thank you so much for coming onto our podcast. We loved learning from you guys and just seeing your view on everything. Thank you so much for being here.
2: And I must say that you are both such inspirations, like Lindsay and Michelle. You both are incredibly talented photographers that we and get so inspired by on daily basis so it's such an honor to be in your podcast and and share what we know
1: Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the Golden Heart Wedding Photography Podcast Don't forget to subscribe to stay up to date with all our future podcasts
0: You can find us on Spotify, YouTube, and Instagram as The Golden Heart Podcast Thanks for joining bye <music>